Hey guys, I'm Taylor. And I'm Erica. And we're your hosts for Finding the Family. Finding the Family is a podcast to talk about family discipleship at home. Whether that's friends, family, or whatever it is, in our homes, discipleship is something that we all need to be working towards. And we brought in ministry leaders, professionals, and different conversations to learn how we can find our family identity in Christ. And this week, we're joined with our life students, high school leader, Keely Oswalt, and her awesome husband and fighter, Troy Oswalt. <laughs> and we're going to talk about environments and spaces and where can we make disciples. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. We're joined here with Troy and Keely Oswald. Guys, thanks for being here with us. No problem. Uh, yeah, Troy, can you tell us a little bit about why you would be the Punisher? Like, what? Maybe if you want off, I can. I thought we were talking about our families. So we are. So I think this is what you need to know about Troy. Um, so Troy actually was, and I'm going to say is, a fighter. Oh, okay. Is a fighter. And the only difference between Troy and St. Nick is that Troy hasn't punched a heretic in the face yet. <laughs> Troy does punch people here at the church in the face. Um, you hear about that more later. <laughs> but that's this is this is Troy and Keely. So tell us a little bit about you guys, though, for real. I'm nicer than that. Yeah. <laughs> Good compliments Just to one another. Yeah, I'm Go Keely. Um, we've been married for Ever. almost. <laughs> no, it's not a bad way. That's, That's a good thing, really right? Bad. It didn't sound though, okay, this. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, a this few a years, we'll say. <laughs> a couple decades. Yep, we have two wonderful men that we're doing our best to raise. And um, yeah, we just, I don't know, what about us? Just trying to follow God's will for our life, man. It's taking a while, but. Love it. I mean, I think we try to do our best, you know. That's your biggest fight. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. to not be in control and not oh, try to <laughs> preach on it, brother. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be the leader of our family, but not the boss, if that makes sense. Like, oh. No, <laughs> like, that, yeah. we, I was just out uh, talking with Nelson and dad little in the cafe about how like we want so many things in our own control. Like everything we try to do, the way we think, the way we act, <laughs> you're, you're making disciples and you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got to be in control of how this goes. And then you really, you know, you have kids, you raise, like you said, you're, yeah, they're teenagers, but they're men. They you're are. not raising, mm-hmm. you're not raising teenage boys. You're raising young men. And that's kind of like the hard part of, I don't even have it together. I don't have it in control. How can I show them what <laughs> We just is? had this conversation last night. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Exactly no. the same. Yeah. But yeah. no, what's well, essentially what we all are is trying to figure this thing mm-hmm. out. Cause yeah. We know we bring up so many resources and like so many stories sound like, wow, this is the perfect life. But when we talk about discipleship, yeah, sure. There's, there's great resources and things you can try with your family. Great strategies. They don't all work though. And it's messy. <laughs> and, it's me- and then like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> developmentally that changes over time. Right. Mm-hmm. So raising a two-year-old or us like a two-year-old and a four-year-old almost and uh, compared to 15, 17, yeah, 17 20, 16. whatever age children you're raising, like that becomes yeah. difficult. And so you guys are in the midst of two high school boys, men, uh, and you're admitting, like, just like we all do, like, we're all imperfect, though. And I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. But the beauty is there. That's yeah. where the beauty mm-hmm. is because that's when God moves. Like, if you just get out of the way, yeah. oh, geez, watch out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he can, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. If you get out of the way. Well, you, in theory, prayed the pandemic here, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> can we talk about that? <laughs> Let's throw it out there, Keely. Why did we have 2020? <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Barbara Walters twin. Um, no. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're responsible for color. Yeah. <laughs> Keely is. She's told me this before. No, I'm not really. But we had lost um, our director at work, and she had been our director forever, and she loved us like we were her own kids. Mm. And then six months later to the day, my dad passed. And so it was a really hard year in 17, mm. and then um, just a lot of change with our jobs after that and whatnot. And uh, I told Troy at one point, I'm like, I just need to cruise control. Like, I just need I just need things to stop coming at us like this. And like a month later, the world shut down. <laughs> so I was like, that's yeah. how tight me and Jesus are. And <laughs> yeah. So if Keely's mowing, you better see. Oh, if yeah, you need any prayer requests, send them her way. <laughs> right. yeah. I think a lot of people actually felt that way about the pandemic, like that it, it was, was a, gift. a blessing. It was a gift. It yeah. was for me. Yeah. Obviously, it, there's it, tragedy that happened. but yeah. like, Oh, for sure. To, yeah. We, we, oh, my goodness. When we moved, well, that was the whole reason we came back to the Midwest. Without the pandemic, I don't know what it would have looked like for us. And mm-hmm. when we came back literally at the start of like the shutdowns. Hmm. So it had already been a thing. Like, I, you know, you watch people walking yeah. around Walmart with fish tanks over their heads. Oh, Was I could real? go. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. name it. Guy that night. Panties. No. Yes. All of them. No. And I'm like, eh, I don't know what's going on All right the things. Now. People are just like <laughs> crumbling. And I'm, you know, like, oh, yeah, sure. People are sick. People yeah. are dying. But like, Pandemic brings us back here, the place we said we never wanted to be. <laughs> uh, we thought we would raise kids in California. Ren's birth certificates from San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. And so we had this plan for discipleship. We're like, this is where we're going to raise our kids. And then this pause happened. And it was honestly, for our family, one of the most beautiful pauses. Because mm-hmm. we came back from a California lifestyle, back to the Midwest lifestyle, when gas was $1.09. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so if you're like hearing this, don't forget <laughs> when it was $1.09. Uh, and then like, you know, we just had time. Yeah. Like I, I had a perfect transition back into what I would call normalcy yep. because I went from a militant lifestyle to unemployed <laughs> with my family. So every day we woke up together. Yeah. We got to do things together and you know, you take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You get busy in life, but we're trying to raise kids still wherever we're at. Yeah. And I think that's, what's crazy is the, the where never really mattered, yet it also affects a lot of how we make oh, disciples. Yeah. So that's one thing, Keely, I want to talk about a little is you came in as life students, high school leader, and the, the bottom line of what you said was, I don't want kids to feel like they have to be in a Bible study, boys only, girls only. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to be driven by the things that they're involved with, their yeah. passions and their desires. So talk through what that means to you. And Yeah, I think it's just... Um, I think in the quiet of the pandemic, people just looked at the world different. They communed different. They um, loved people better because Mm -hmm. you had to think of it differently. And after that, it's kind of like you just, um, I felt like people realized the need for community. And yes, that that's how we were created. I don't know if they thought that, that that's how we're created, but it is. It's we're created for community. And so um, kids... Like we all talk about living through the pandemic, but developing through the pandemic has to look, I don't even think we've realized what it's going to be yet. But those kids, like it's a traumatic thing that they went through that we are only giving the credit probably to that we went through, Mm. not how they've developed through it. And so they, um, they need people (laughs) maybe more than, than we know that they need people and they need um, authentic relationships and not just like, quick snap or what I don't know they just yeah. they need people and I think we just need to help them understand that they need people just like we do I mean I think that's that's my word of the year's intentional relationships it's just 
not something we always put time into. I think we did in 2020. We did. We did. That was when my you're forced to have part. the time. Mm-hmm. We're good with that, right? But we shouldn't have had to be forced to do mm-hmm. it. And so, and for us, it wasn't a force like we didn't want to do it before. It was like we just didn't prioritize it as well. Yeah. And so, um, so God's just worked it really cool that there's people who just have these passions that are coming mm-hmm. up as leaders. And if you can lead within something that you love and you're good at you're going to do well with those people and you're going to disciple them well through it. You're going to example God's love through what you're doing. And so it's just been neat to see how people have developed and um, come up that maybe wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. So We talk a lot leaders. about the partnership of the church versus the home. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing for like what we believe in too. Uh, so when you work in ministry, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that have a lot of needs and yeah. like part of what we are here for is to help meet the needs of people. Well, when you talk about family discipleship, there's like this fine line where you end up becoming someone else's parent for them mm. because the family hasn't taken ownership or responsibility. And it, it's sometimes it's church born and raised families. Sometimes it's the new believer who doesn't know how to go about this, you know, whatever's happening in life. But there, there has to be this understanding, like here's the church's responsibility and here's the home's responsibility. Uh, and it might not be your home life might not just be, you have young kids and you're raising them or you have teenagers or whatever might be like your parents, your cousins, mm-hmm. your friends. There's still this, I think, this urgency to reach people for Christ that when you, you talk about being in COVID and isolated, the family realized real quick, like, without the church, where is it? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. for us, you know, mm-hmm. raising, we had Ren at the time. And Erica can talk about that. We didn't, I mean, church was, we all remember, it was a screen. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, where? I miss that. I can't be around that. How do I get that again? Mm-hmm. And that kind of spurred on for us, like, what is ministry then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like for you as a mom? When, like, we moved back? Yeah, just in, yeah. Like, when you've had, when you knew it was up, like, more so an urgency for you to learn how to train Rin because the church wasn't there at the time. Yeah. The um, well, I think she was young at the time. But honestly, like, looking back, I think you led us. And I think that's what, because I, I genuinely feel like it, I, I didn't know where to begin, how to start. And what's the app that we started with her where it was Which like one? Uh, the one parent queue. Is that the one I'm thinking yeah, of? Probably if it's that's orange. the one that we use for the church's parent queue. Yeah. Like, okay. Maybe I'm thinking of that. And that's where, what we started with one. when we, yeah, yeah, when we did that and just like little things like that, mm-hmm. you know, and implementing those little things, you know, in our Daily routine. I used to shut the house down because we were living with our in-laws at the time. Again, not an ideal situation. (laughs) Yeah. Love you, Tina and Steve. (laughs) Love you. It's hard, though. Thankful, but yeah. Never never anybody's dream, I would say. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, But I remember it'd be Sunday morning, and I would turn the TV and say, church. Yeah, and we just do. Shut everything off. I don't care what you're doing. I was like, we're in the living room watching church. Be quiet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, I had an expectation. Like, we have to make intentional times. So, the where, it wasn't in a church building. Where do you make disciples? Because it, yeah. it wasn't, it can't be. Without yeah. the, we cannot only make disciples mm-hmm. within the confines of the church. Right. That like look at like what Jesus did. Yeah. Like the the like put yourself in the context of Scripture when you're a fisherman, you've maybe heard about him, and he comes out and he fishes with you, and he's there, mm-hmm. and then he does the things with you, which is why I think it was cool. Like 
when Erica, like as a stay at home mom, like she does things with the kids that meet where they're at and teaches Mm -hmm. them through those ways. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's not always what you think it is like sitting down and like reading a Bible story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is just like you were talking a little bit about just like being in relationship with people. Like that is just what we genuinely need. So Mm -hmm. doing things that like you guys bond over and you know what I mean? Making like letting it be authentic Mm -hmm. and nothing forced. An example through that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because kids kids lead by example, you know, so they want to know right it's all which we keep talking about i feel like throughout like the theme yeah that's kind of been the theme is modeling and how important that is troy Mm -hmm. brings up something he talked about uh we've we've had conversations over these past few years we've been back and troy talked about how when he's fishing like that's his time with god Mm. like that's his sanctuary it's my hiking but he doesn't get that You're, <laughs> well that's moving <laughs> he's just walking around the woods aimlessly like that's, <laughs> what are we looking at there's no purpose to it it's like, it's like yeah, it's I wish I could tree. go down to that river right now. but like so talk about like so like cause I mean for maybe a non-believer or maybe someone who's new to their faith or even just the person who's born and raised in a church like to understand Jesus isn't just a Sunday no. Discipleship is not a Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the greater problem we're trying to yeah. figure out. But like, talk about your experiences going down to fishing. Uh, well, uh, we started fishing during COVID time. Mm-hmm. Um, we live right by the Wabash River. So, you know, I still went to work every day. My mm-hmm. job didn't stop. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the boys were off of school and stuff, and they were. I would come home and they were bored. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what can we do? Because we have time. Like, I just don't want to sit around the house and... I was like, you guys ever thought about going fishing? And we have tried it before, but it just never really produced right. anything. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, <laughs> lose everything in the reservoir, get mad, and yeah. get more back in the car. And yeah, everybody's just more mad mm-hmm. when you go home. Like, Maybe not good modeling. I at hope that you point. had a great time. <laughs> you never Let's give this another shot. <laughs> wow, Dad, that was so fun. That's as they're mad. As they're mad at him. <laughs> but we kind of watched some YouTube just on how to get started and, like, what we needed and um, – I think the boys probably did more homework on it than I did. They were excited. Yeah. And yeah. so we just started going to the river and it was just time for me to spend with my kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there was no like real, like, I don't want to say I was lazy about it. Maybe I was at the time, you know, discipling them and trying to build them into men. But I know that year just something just clicked with us as a, as a group of guys, just me and my kids and, you know, you, you too, but mostly just, I mean, you didn't go fishing with us. So like <laughs> we'd just be down there laughing or somebody would fall and like, we'd help each other up. It's just, it was just being there to support each other. Yeah. And we had a, we had a common bond, like yeah. where, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to, hard to find that with teenage boys. Like, I don't want to be all up in their business, but I do. Yeah. I don't want to pry in what they're doing, but I do. Right. You want to lead the family, but you don't want to be the boss. Are you are you like not the so so punisher? I want I want to be the leader depending on what Jesus tells me to do. Okay, like like I want to be the leader of our family, but God is the boss. Okay, and, and, love that. You know, sometimes yeah. I say she's the boss, but <laughs> but God, God is. Uh, well, what's my response? It's no. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> like the Jesus boss. Well, because yeah. we all so, want control over everything, yeah. and so. Yeah. So when you think about that, like you're saying, I don't want to be in control of my home to where we're not listening to God. For, no, right, for sure. Right. I don't want to be God a is in control. Like God yeah, I don't want to stand in the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I'm teaching my family how to mm-hmm. communicate. So one way you did that is like just simply through bonding with your own children. Yeah, yeah. just getting them out of the house and going to do something with them and show them that, like I care. I want to spend time with you. And like we got into a lot of good conversation, just mm-hmm. fishing. Like the just the distractions yeah. aren't. I mean, it's it's you. No, it's, it's just, just the three of us. Just. I'm just making sure they're not drowning and I'm just watching them smile and, you know, they're catching gross little gar and carp and they're like, this is the most disgusting thing ever. And I'm over there just like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. 
Like just awesome. just watching them have a like a tangible skill now. Yeah. Like they can go fish and provide. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest eating a bunch of fish out of the river, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if need be. But you know, like. But then we got to a point where we started taking the fish home and flaying them yeah. and actually cooking them for for other people, too. Yeah. So it's like then we would sit there and bread the fish together and fry them. And we're like, look, we're feeding people now. Yeah. So just, you know, from point A to point Teaching B. Teaching the fishermen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Love that. <laughs> the eye <roll. laughs> no, I mean, like, but, uh, the simplicity was that Jesus went to fishermen and said, yeah. I'm going to make you fishers of men. And mm-hmm. yep. so the call to discipleship was like you said. That person, wherever they were at in life, was interrupted and said, all you had to do was follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. He didn't give you the master plan and say, and here's all the steps that it's going to take. Then he said, just follow me. So sometimes we just have to step up in our homes and be like, I'm just going to follow you, and I, but I'm going to bring these people with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way you're going to bring people with you, whether it's your one-year-old kid, your 18-year-old kids, your nephew, your cousin, your brother, your dad, your whatever, is if there's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number one, my relationship with God Number two, my relationship with others, part of the greatest commandments we were given, right? Yeah. Uh, but, like, if you don't just spend that time with your kids, what are the odds that they're going to say, hey, Dad, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. really thinking about Jesus right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go to church yeah. all the time. You've been a part of the church. You are a part of the church. And how often do we have those moments at home where our kids actually want to come up to you and say, teach me about this? Right. They wouldn't even know that they need to have that conversation if we're not intentional about it. And so, yeah. yeah. But I think the other part that has been cool is that we talk a lot about like the church's responsibility and the home responsibility, but a lot of what has been cool growth in our boys' lives has been other people's um, additions to their life. Like that they're being discipled through others because God didn't make Troy and I to fill all the needs that those boys need or the church. It he puts people in their lives and it's been super cool to see all the people just dropped into our lives and in the season and yeah and them love our boys well and our boys grow from it and so well like i mean teenage kids any kid any person there's keely and i talked about this today like we were solving the world's problems and we said like (laughs) there's a we say this a lot they want to be known so kids, people, we all want to be known, yet the greatest fear in our life is to it's be fully known. Be, yeah. And yet we have a God who fully knows us, and we want to fully know him, but it's also fearful. Like, yep. it's just weird balance. Yeah. But then think about, like, a teenage, this is just the example, teenage kids, if they don't get that feeling of love or support or comfort or knowledge or discipleship at home, they're going to go somewhere else. Yep. They're going to find it. when They're going to find it wherever, and they don't need to tell you, and they mm-hmm. will figure out ways how to make sure you don't know what they're doing. I mean, my past what's was... That face? What's that? I'll find out. <laughs> Cameron and Eli. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, if you're listening, I know. conversation with dad, yeah. dad will find you wherever you want. Uh, Liam Neeson. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't have anything insane. to offer you except a big punishment. <laughs> so, but like, every kid wants to be known and Keely and I were like, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, if you don't have an open line of communication with them, they're going to lie. You know, I lied yeah. all the time. I was an athlete, but I was also doing drugs and drinking outside of what people knew yeah. me as. And I hit it. And I hit it well. Yeah. Because there was people who became really close friends to me through those things and bonded through those things. The only reason I did those, it wasn't because of the high. It wasn't because of the, the drunkenness. It was because there was people that I could have community with. Mm-hmm. And that was my release because I wasn't getting it anywhere else. Yeah. I could have had a group of Christians surround me. And at, at times I did. But the ones who stuck with me, or stuck with me was those people, right? 
Yeah. And I found I, a way to hide it. And I'm not the first teenager that's ever been born in this world. Right? Oh, yeah. I brought you along with me when we met in high school. And I, unfortunately. <laughs> I think we both, yeah. yeah. Did that I each started other. her on some bad things that she shouldn't have been on. That was my doing. We hid it well because we were this couple that, yeah. you know, we were involved in sports and our parents were these people. So no mm-hmm. way. But I think if you establish early on enough a, a relationship with your kids where they can trust you. Yeah. And like you said, have other people that they can go to. You almost don't have to worry about that. I mean, there's always going to be that temptation, but if you have that foundation, cause we, we didn't. No. And I think, so, you know, for us, we didn't. Well, look what it comes back to control. Yeah. 100%. Like as a parent, what you want is to control what your kids do. Yeah. Because my parents would have told me if you do this, it's going to be bad for you. So they would just remove that barrier from me. They would say, doing this and doing this, nope, you're not going out and doing it. But then I would be like, well, now you say that I'm curious and I'm going to go do it. Right. And you can't, that's like the hard thing is like, I feel like finding that balance of like, like you can't shelter your kids forever, but like you don't want them to go into Helicopters and bulldozers. Yeah. You don't want to sit over their shoulder. It's a really hard balance, I feel like. And and teenagers are a tough face, you know? Um, But like, so so the helicopter and bulldozer thing is to say- there's parents who sit over their kids' shoulders and, like, tell them everything. Oh, you're going to want to not do that. Okay, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And the kids become annoyed. Yeah. Did you see me? Eric said me. That's on I am for sure but, a helicopter parent. <laughs> then there's bulldozers, which are me, typically. Yeah. Yeah. Which are like, I see this barrier coming up that you don't see. I'm going to move it out of the way so you don't have to run into it. And it's not that you're trying to let your kid run into the barrier, but there's times in life where we know what they're running into or going through, and we're terrible about telling them that. And we're terrible, really terrible, about letting them make their own decisions about how to go around there. It's like the communication between a parent and a child is just lacking. And the expectations sometimes are lacking. It makes me think a little bit about, Mike told us a story, um, Brady was in middle school dating a high schooler. I don't know how many years older than him she was, but... Um, obviously for them, it was like a no, no. Right. Right. And so Sherry just wanted to like punish him, take everything away. Like, you know, cut off all communication. Mike, I think he said once a week, he took Brady out and they talked about. He said they had breakfast once a week. Yeah. Yeah. And talked about what his values were. Mm -hmm. And they did that every Friday for a year. And then he came to him eventually and said, dad, I no longer want to be with this girl. And he just like had a shift. Yeah. And I thought that was so, I, I just like that stuck with me because for so many reasons, but he, he didn't just jump on him. He wanted right. to sit down, figure out why he was feeling that way, yeah. why he wanted to be in a relationship with somebody like that and, yeah. you know, and help him learn how to, learn how to mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Walk along mm-hmm. that right. path with him. Yeah. So. And that speaks on many levels. So Mike, Mike's story, uh, and you can listen to that episode, but he <laughs> talks a lot um, about, the, really the only rule that he had was that you'd be truthful. Mm-hmm. In my house, you'll be truthful. So we got rid of all of these other little minor details. And he was like, at the end of the day, is if you tell me the truth, there's no repercussions. Because he wanted to build a relationship where his kids could come to him and be like, Dad, I screwed up. Just like the Father in heaven that we have. It's yep, like, exactly. he knows. We know when yeah. our kids screw up. And we know when we've done it. But we've been offered forgiveness. And it's genuine forgiveness. But the only way we have part of that is by trusting and being truthful. And, and so... If you think about that relationship too, of like when you build a relationship off trust, you communicate, you understand, you allow them to grow. And that's the discipleship model of like when you build trust with kids, 
they will want to know, why didn't you get mad at me? Why did you do this? What's your response? Because you then model who somewhat of what Jesus was. Yep. Like someone who's compassionate, who understands, who's been there, but allows you. We have free will, good grief. Like we, if otherwise, I don't even know what this world would be like. Yeah. But yeah, we absolutely. have to let our kids not suppress them, but let them learn with you and let them watch you, not only in your successes, but sometimes in your trials. Especially in your trials. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We talk yeah. about su- suppressing that, that so much. Like when we're imperfect, <laughs> we hide that from our kids and we do it together and the kids never see it. <laughs> That's what we do. No, share a little bit about <laughs> that. Never, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the the boys, like Cameron and Eli, yeah. are the best male friends I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to hang out with the guys, it's them 10 times out of 10. Right. Like, and like, I, I want to be around them. Like, so, um, you know, there's things in my past that I regret, obviously, you know, yeah. you do too. And things that I've done that I wish I could take back things that just boggle my mind sometimes, but they know every single thing. Yeah. And I'll never forget when we had that lunch. Yeah. Eli was with you and you're telling me stuff. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I related to all of it, but I'm like, his son's right here. But the look on his face wasn't surprised. No, he right. sat there and he ate plate after he, plate. Because he, he had already like, heard it all. Like, wow. I was like, that's my dad. I know my dad. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, once they could understand about <laughs> stuff in the world and like and, and the trials mm-hmm. and the struggles, like, And you then know, even if they have them, we'll love them just yeah, the same. Right. Yeah. Like that, that, both, that, that was secure. I saw that. I felt that. The trust and the security. Because mm. he was like... And this is, I'm not shocked at the things you did. I'm just shocked, like, as a, as a young parent, watching another parent in front of his kid say all this stuff. Typically, typically, there's a whole hidden past yeah. in our lives. And, and we never tell our kids about that. We yeah. say, oh, you don't understand what I did. Well, kids, the reason they don't feel relatable is because you treat know. them like yeah. they're doing something bad yeah. and you never did. Right. Nah. <laughs> so, but I saw him. He just sat there and was eating food. <laughs> and you're telling me stuff. And I'm, like, looking back and forth at you guys. And, but there was such a sense of security in him to know, like, yeah, I already know my dad. And he knows yeah. he doesn't have to walk through it because Troy's told him, not only did I walk through this, this was the consequence. This mm-hmm. is what I went through. Yeah. And this is what I've had to do to work to make better decisions in the past. And then to the come after. to you, and not that this is like a license to do bad things, but like, but in the future, what I think is cool is to know that your boys now know no matter what they go through, they're not alone because they trust you. Hundred percent. I'm calling mom. I'm calling dad right now. I don't. I don't ever want them to feel like they're by themselves because then that that just keeps furthering down the rabbit hole. Like it's the worst tool I think of the of the enemy. Is well, isolation. Isolation. Oh, isolation. Yes. yes. And that's exactly what happens. We create. Isn't that crazy? We create that own environment of isolation in our own home because now our kids are too scared to tell dad because dad's always going to have an angry reaction, so they go to mom. And then. <laughs> I mean, that, that still happens, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, we didn't well, hear I mean, all that. Yeah. Like, is, I think this is normal. Crazy. Some of that's normal, though. They're super have. forthcoming, but well, right. they, they know, like, I can tell when they come up to me, they're like, yeah, he's going to get mad. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's not it's not mad, like, I'm just, you know, like, raging upset with them. It's just like, like, dude, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's not even really disappointment. It's like, man, and, and maybe it's the helicopter parent. Like, man, I wish I could have been there to... Like help you around that, or you know, I remember know, you saying that specifically when I'm a we went over. He's there and he's taking it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we had gone over to your guys' house um, for dinner, gosh, how long ago was that? It's been it's been long. a while. Jeez, but yeah. um, you and I were talking, and you said that you're like, I just want to so badly have them bypass. All yeah, the of all of the, the in between, around, yeah. Know? Just get to the other Shoots side. Shoots and ladders where you get the one that goes like, yeah. all the way to the top. Because it's it's a 
it's a waste, you yeah. know, it and is. you know that obviously, but for them, you know, but the only way you know it is because you went, because you went through it. it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But the awesome thing is, is I really think that you guys have showed them that they don't need to do any of that. And they understand that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like there's a completion for this. It's an ongoing. Every day. To the day we leave this day, you continue to do it because they're still following that phase of life with you. Yeah. So you can't, you still can't even show them when they leave the house. We did it. Like, (laughs) 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 but like, because Keely, we've talked a little bit about how, like, when they're 18, you're like, no, they can stay. That's yeah. fine. And it's not like a mama bear, like, no, you need to stay here. It's like, a, no, if you've, if you've got your head on your shoulders and you know what you're doing, you have every right to be yep. here. Yeah. And yeah. I just think it's the way we look at it. Like, but, I mean, and then back to the discipleship model. I mean, good grief. We're saying we want you to feel trusted and secured, and I want to be involved with you, and I want to be helping you down these paths. Because from the person who doesn't know Jesus to the person who does, the person who does has a story about a time when they didn't know Jesus, mm-hmm. and we forget that. Like the Go Fish sermon series we did one time, the the very opening series, I think that, I don't know if I did it or Mike did it, but it was like, don't forget you were once a fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're out fishing, and we're trying to teach and reach our own kids, our friends, our families, and then we forget that whole aspect of like, I was imperfect too, and I still am. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've only been saved by a perfect Savior. And like we talked about redemption, like, we say, yeah, I have a dark past, and here I am now. But they don't see, like, well, what's the in-between? Mm-hmm. It's a now and a then. And it's like, Jesus is still at the center of this now. Mm-hmm. So I can relate yeah. to you mm-hmm. here, and you can relate to me here. I just need you to see what's in the middle. It's Jesus who's changed my life. And we forget, like, that's the whole important, important piece part. that we're missing. Mm-hmm. It's not. It makes us seem different. I'm here, you're there. That's the parent model. Like, I'm a parent, you're a kid. I'm a Christian, you're not. It's not the effective model. It's right. here's Jesus. Let me walk with you and yep. show he's, you what he's done. Yeah, yeah. He's the link. They're gonna to be it baby all. Christians. They're gonna go through things. They're like, I don't understand this. And you're like, me either. Yeah. Let, no. me, sh- let me sit down <laughs> with you. And, yeah. it, and it's not mm-hmm. this like, oh, we have if you can create quiet time, create quiet time. If you can spend time with your kids in the Bible, spend time with your kids in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But if you can go fish, go fish. Mm-hmm. If you can, like you said, like your discipleship groups for uh, for the high schoolers we have here, mm-hmm. there's no set, like, boundary. Like, it has to be this way. No. Talk about, like, what that looks like, why you wanted it to be that way for, for kids. I just think he didn't make, he didn't make us a cookie-cutter mold mm-hmm. as people. So if you're just, if there's only just this one area that kids can fit in or students can fit in, that's going to work for some of them, but it's not going to work for everybody. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss right. some. And not that we're going to catch everybody. I'm not saying that, but we should be opening spaces for those kids to think, okay, I didn't want to sit there and read the Bible for 45 minutes, yeah. but I do want to sing on a worship team. I do want to maybe learn to lift weights. I do want to have a girl small group. I do want just community on different mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. And that should burden a kid to action to be able to say, I'll go to that. I'll invest in that. Yeah. And then through there, if we are doing our jobs right as leaders, we can get them to then flip and do the same for others. And mm, so yeah. I don't want it to just stop at like, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. Mm. But also like, here's where God's brought me and I'm going to I'm gonna grab you yeah. and bring you along. Yeah, There's a huge step that happens after high school. Mm-hmm. And if we just keep feeding, 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 what we're saying as a church is, okay, now tomorrow you're yeah. in big boy church, get your pants on mm-hmm. and figure it out. And, yeah. and then we're sending some of those kids away. And we wonder yeah. why they're not there. And then right. they're missing. Mm-hmm. And so we say where, like, it doesn't matter where. It should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it should be, 
like the passions, the interests that gather people, like fishing, fight club, you know, sewing groups, coffee yeah. groups, whatever. I, I mean, really, whatever. Those are passion-based things where people who like the same things gather together and do them over a period of time. You put one believer in a group of 50 people that do the same things, mm-hmm. eventually Jesus is going to come right. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those people are going to want to know because that person's been in relationship with them long enough to say, man, you're still hanging around here and you know the things we do. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. I have people no choice. learn even when you're not telling them anything. They learn a lot. And so... Just you know, by who you are, yeah. just by your yeah. actions, the way right. you speak. It doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot of mm-hmm. speaking. It takes a whole lot of living. Yeah. We think that there, I feel like for us, one of the greatest gifts that we've been given that you would have thought oh, that's never <laughs> going to be part of our life is to be able to worship with our boys through mm. your band. Like, yeah. and the people that it's brought around, along with us and and the friends that it's given us, I don't know. It's just yeah. been really cool. And I I complain a lot about the practice times and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a yeah. big commitment. Oh, but. Yeah. At the same time, we'll never regret it. We'll mm-hmm. never look you know, back it's worth and think, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like, who just gets to go and just worship with their kids wherever? Oh. And they're being discipled through. I, we just went recently to a place, and someone shared their testimony, and I thought, we're going to get in that car, and Eli's going to be like, what is X, Y, and Z? And he was just like, he saw it just from a completely different, more beautiful perspective, and I just thought, that's really yeah. cool. Wow. When they yeah. start seeing it and catching it, mm-hmm. you're like, man. I, they get, yeah. When, mm-hmm. when, it feels when, fruitful, but you're like, you know you're not done, but you're like, this is yeah. But it's discipleship see. even from somebody else just by putting them in a specific situation. Like, we're just there to lead worship, and then what God does with it after that, like, that's the immeasurably more that I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to see. They've <laughs> got to gotta want it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And that's like the other thing that we're teaching is you can sit and instruct in your home, mm-hmm. and you can model in your home. But, like, they have to take on their own faith. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's like when you go to church and you don't read your Bible, but you listen to a pastor every day. You take on their faith. You're going to take, take on, on the faith. pastor's faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. listen to that pastor on YouTube or on, you know, the radio and you yeah. don't read your Bible, and you don't spend time mm-hmm. with God, you're going to take on that person's faith. Yeah. <clears throat> Same thing that we end up doing too much, I think, for them sometimes. That's the bulldozer in me, at least, is I do too much that I fear that there's times where they're not going to have to take it on because dad's taking care of it. And then when mm-hmm. I remove myself, you know, Lord willing, he, he takes me, calls me home one day or I leave and or they're on their own. Yep. And I have not prepared my own children who I'm accountable for one day to take on their own faith. That's that's mortifying. Mm-hmm. Like, and I did that to them. Not not like uh, it hurt me. I then failed them. Right. I think as your kids get older, it'll it'll it lessen changes. too. Mm-hmm. And plus you got a girl too. So that's different. Yeah, we like, can't speak to like that. Having boys, like, I'm like, figure it out. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm glad we didn't have I a girl. That. I would be like, crew hurts like, himself. And I'm like, here, I'll take care of everything <laughs> for you, baby. No, girl, don't you worry. Like, more you know crumbling. how many times we're in <laughs> now? Like, she ex- and I, this is good and bad. I tell her she's beautiful all the time. She got her ears pierced recently. I'm like, you're so beautiful. And she, she'll just do this little thing. She goes, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm setting the expectations high for the man that comes in her life because if he doesn't say beautiful, she's gonna be like, why don't you call me beautiful? <laughs> so like, but then part of it's like, I don't want to feed your ego. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she's kind of getting one. So I'm like, oh man, how do I like? You're kind of giving her one. But for, crew, but for crew, yeah, it's from me. I am part of the problem. But then crew yeah. comes in, he hits his head, and I'm like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, he'll do it be again. fine. And like, and I, I, I like, I'm more rough with him because he's my yeah, boy. yeah. For but then sure. I also told Erica, I fear that. Like, I fear inflating Ren's ego, and I fear beating crew down. Mm. Like, not physically all the time, <laughs> uh, but there's times where he gets a spanking and Ren doesn't, and I don't know why. It's just this natural instinct in me. Like, you're a man and you're a little girl, yeah. <laughs> Even though she's older and she sets the example for him, yeah. But then we see these moments, yeah. 
where and it's kind of been recently. She steps up and tries to be a bigger sister for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, when she she'll be like, Daddy, yep. I need the juice. And I'm like, why? I hand it to her and she takes, she goes, here you go, crew. I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness. You're yeah. serving him. And like, and then mm-hmm. he sees that. Yep. It, it, you're says, right. Like in time, I can't imagine where it's going to go. Yeah. But like to know that like, that's my responsibility. Yeah. To have, make my that's kids That's a question Jesus. I have for you guys. Have you guys had the opportunity to see your boys disciple to like their friends or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what was that like? There was, there was a kid one time. I was that, like, I probably will cry. <laughs> no, and that's okay because there was a story. It's, I might maybe cry. Hearing maybe it. Maybe Troy knows. I don't want to cry. One story specifically <laughs> on camera. It's all going to end in tears. There was a kid. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> no, there was a kid who is in high school and he's been sleeping outside and the weather was freezing outside. Mm. And then, Oh, wow. Yeah, say it. Tell Are you already crying? I'm doing good. I haven't dropped any yet. <laughs> Sorry. If no, you're not, if you're not watching, yeah, it's, it's emotional in here. Eli's yeah. always just been an empathetic kid. He's just, if you're upset, he's the first with a hug. If you, any of it. I mean, he just, he just gets that. He's gifted. That's how God has gifted him. Mm-hmm. And he acts on it. Um, so yeah, there was a kid at school and he found out like he just doesn't have anywhere to go. And mm. um, he's like, mom, we got to help. And we're like, Okay, we're going to jump in head we first. Never, we don't know what we're we doing. We've never encountered this kind of yeah. thing before. Right. Troy was good. Like, he was a good ground player because we're like, yep, let's go bring him home. And I, we would have already like, had him Whoa. home set Walk up with a bed. Like and Troy's like, like you can't right do all now, that. <laughs> so we, so we did what we could. Nah. Yeah. But it's like we would have never known of the situation without Eli mm-hmm. having been aware of it and then mm-hmm. also felt comfortable enough to say, we need to, we need to move to action here. Like something... Somebody needs to help this kid, whether it's us or we help get him help. Mm-hmm. We need to. Um, it didn't even phase him. Like, like, he, like his, to, come, to come up and just be like, hey, this help. is what's happening. We we need to do this. It wasn't yeah. like, hey, I think. It was like, no, like we need to go now. And this is where he's at. Yeah, he didn't come let's home. Let's get in the car and, and let's go. Like, he didn't come, come home complaining like, mom, I've seen no. this kid and I feel really no. bad and I don't know what to do. He was like, he mom, knew. this kid is homeless and he doesn't have food and yeah. it's cold outside. We need to do something for him now. He was like, you guys figure it out. You drive and I'll just be in the back seat and I'll tell you where to go. <laughs> yeah. like, that's, I'm like, what do you want to do? He's like, I don't know. I thought you had to figure it out. I'm like, well, but you let him make the decision. Yeah. And then you, but you guys also brought to the table the reasoning of it like here's the side of like we need this kid needs help but then you're also like but why is this kid in this place what's going on and you made him maybe think about something that you were really good at that we don't always think it don't matter just come on (laughs) let's go make cookies he got to see two different like decision making styles to make the decision of like well this is how i can help him though and you didn't sit there and be like you go figure it out on your own or just like we'll take care of it and you just stay here and we'll let you know how he is he was like he became the pilot and he was like, mom, dad, I mm-hmm. need your partnership. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's the same thing. Church and families. It's like, yeah. you got a mission. Like, let's partner with you. And like, let's watch you. Like, mm-hmm. don't just come and be like, oh, I really need you to take care of this for me. Well, like the trust thing you were talking about, yeah. that's what it is. Like he knew he could just walk up to us and be like, hey, I it's, trust them yes. more than anybody on this earth. Because if I come to this with this mm-hmm. problem, they're going to have my back. Yeah. No questions asked. No, like. <laughs> and Troy would have fought. I, well, I don't know if he's minor or not. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me see your ID so, no, that first. Was, that was my takeaway from it was that he, like, the first, his first response was for, I mean, to take care Spring of him, to but to come to you guys. Yeah. Like, like mom and dad, like, will help me do this. He didn't like, do it he to a knew teacher. That. He didn't and do that, it to a principal. Right, he, he said right. mom, and dad. Yeah, he could have, yeah, really gone could've to anybody. Anyone. Yeah, in the school, the a friend, a church, but he chose yeah. to go to you guys. And that is because of what you've modeled for him. So, that's, that's just, a beautiful there, piece in the story. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. There's just no time for 
Like at our house, I don't know. I'm just always like, get to the point. There's no time for like messing around. Like yeah. whatever you got to say, just freaking say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever needs done, let's just freaking do it. Like I said, mm-hmm. freaking a lot, but either way, we'll be it out. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, be awesome. <laughs> it looks the same. It's just, there's just no time. So like, I don't know. Not that they really do that a lot, but. If you got something on your mind or something on your heart, let's just get it on the table. We if love it, each other. If here. it's bad, it's it. bad. Let's deal with it. If it's good, awesome. Let's celebrate together. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Things um, don't linger. Well, that's your no. thing. Yeah. Is, that's your thing is it's together. Mission it, statement of the I church. I think so. Help everyone mm-hmm. take their next step towards Jesus mm-hmm. together. Anybody can go and bring people to Christ on their own. But at the end of the day, you still need someone investing in you. Mm-hmm. And really the greater part of the partnership is that many hands make light work. Yeah. And so when you're invested in your family doing it together, the burden doesn't fall on one single person. Right. It falls on the team, the, the people who are like, we're trying to do this the same way. Let's partner in it. And to, to know that there's like, Eric and I talk about this all the time. It's like, you should love me enough to tell me if I'm failing you. Mm-hmm. And I need to be loving enough to know that you're saying it out of love when mm-hmm. I hear it. Because mm-hmm. we don't always want to hear the bad. Like nope. we, the good, yeah, let's celebrate it. Thanks for, you know, building me Rarely up. Rarely want to hear the bad. <laughs> but, but, the, but when you hear the bad, it never. That's something you're like, oh, hey, thanks, babe. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's sit down and eat dinner together. And, and then let's read the Bible together. It's like, yeah, it's those are like, those hard conversations. Yeah, it's so. like, how do you swallow where you your grow pride? the most. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but like we just talked about how like we wanted our kids to watch a disagreement we had because we were going to resolve in front of them too. Yeah. Like we want you to see the impurities of us because – I think there's good and like, yes, there's private conversations that need to happen, but like your kids still don't need to be kept in secret with everything. Mm -hmm. So like there's a sense of transparency that we want to have, but it's really hard as a parent to also expose yourself. And I told her in that disagreement, I was like, I am very uncomfortable right now because I was letting the kids see that vulnerable side of me. And I was like, you know what? It's also a real side. It is. Mm -hmm. They need to know that dad is not always calling the shots and saying to do this and do that. Like they need to see mom get on dad sometimes and be like, dad, yeah. calm down. And dad needs to humble himself. And sometimes well, and, be like, you know what? And just right. like to, you know, I think for men in general to show an emotional side can be a hard thing. So yeah. for them mm-hmm. to be able to see you to connect emotions to, and words. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't, to I don't, see that is yeah. important too. It's like, I don't talk really like I think about your emotions, when but, you I talk, but when I talk, it's like, I'm just telling you how it is. And she's like, I know you think about this, but you never connect them when you say them. I'm like, oh, I don't know that. She tells me. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should think about it. (laughs) And I become very, like, blunt, very, like, this is just what it is. Like, let's get down to the facts. I don't really care about the fluff. But she's like, you understand when you say that, it's dismissive of these things. And I'm like, you know, maybe my kids need to know that I'm not doing it right. It's just what we talked about with the kids in Bible study was that your greatest desire right now or your greatest need or your greatest want right now is not your greatest desire. Mm. So you want to get down to the degree, but your greatest desire is that they know all those emotions through yeah. it and that they're, yeah. you're loving them well. So it's, yeah, it's making intentional decisions here yeah, to yeah. feed that ultimate desire. No, that's, that's a, like incredibly frustrating to think of how simple this all is. Where do you make a disciple? Anywhere. As long as you're mm-hmm. intentional about doing mm-hmm. it and understand that somebody is always always watching you right mm-hmm. even if it's your spouse even if it's it doesn't matter who it is someone's always watching you so there's like this sense of you have to have integrity when you do it mm-hmm. you have to have transparency you have to build trust and security but it never stops it's not like you can, it's like i never understood that philosophy of how you can come to church and just check out after sunday and be like yep christian christian box check for the week mm-hmm. and then just go out and claim proclaim christianity and then live in such a different way um, and I'm not making any judgments of anybody specific, but there's people out there 
who go and say and do things to people that hurt people and go, I couldn't be that bad. I'm a Christian. And you're like, I don't know. That's damaging to someone else to hear. And so like, and then, and then that person's idea of what we're trying to accomplish becomes tainted. And so they think that that real and authentic relationship is actually built on, you know, judgment Mm -hmm. or, and so you, I mean, you really, our work's cut out for us. Yeah. And, (laughs) and especially in our local area, I, I still stand by this. Like, I think there are very few people who do not know of the name of Jesus. Really? Like in in our community, I don't think they know him, obviously. But I Mm. think if you went to any door in our town and you knock, you said, have you heard of Jesus Christ? They would say, yeah. I hope you're right. (laughs) But like, but like, so that's, you know, the part of like, okay, you've heard of him. Doesn't say they're, doesn't mean they're following. Right. Yeah. A lot of people believe in just historical Jesus and that he's not for us today. And, you know, but like we're talking about how do you get to know him? That's our, what we're trying to accomplish. And the simplicity, like we've said, is just like, if you really think about where you're at, you'd always be exemplifying Jesus to anyone. It doesn't matter who they are. And the only way they might want to do it in the first place, because they could have been hurt by a church, they could have been hurt by a loved one. The only way they're going to want to do it is if you offer them that genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. I bleed the same blood, man. Like, it's yeah. not that hard. But but it becomes we a lot more than that. Because, yeah. it, because really, like, the reason it's hard, I think, is because of how severe it really is. Like, I really want you to know Jesus. And sadly, like, sometimes I think that, like, we beat ourselves up is when it's too late. Like, you lose someone too late. Like, mm-hmm. I know Troy and I, like, when I lost my dad, I was like, we weren't really in our faith yet, but it was the first thing I questioned. Is my dad in heaven or hell? Yeah. And I couldn't sort through it. And it was messing me up. And coming to my faith, and I'm like, man, well, first of all, how's it going to affect me? Because if I'm worried about it, then I should probably be worried about it, right. about myself and my family then, because he led me down this path. And just a lot of emotions that went into salvation is at stake. So the reason that we're trying to be intentional and make disciples is because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't Not, that the word that you said of the year? Intentional? Intentional relationships. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's another one that we go back to. Right? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> intentional <laughs> relationships. It's hyphenated. But it's so true. That's the other thing, though. Like, so when you talk about these groups, you think about Bible studies. Well, we have adulting <laughs> 101 where people build yeah. <laughs> build yeah. houses, do plumbing. Uh, you know, we've had other nights where it's just a comedy night and people come around some good, clean comedy humor. Or, mm-hmm. You know, you have your essentially your fight club foundations where you're teaching not only how to wrestle, fight, whatever, but like how to lift and how to exercise and do those things. And you do have other specific hobby interest groups for not only teenagers, but like the adults to partner with them and be a part of. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is a partnership where kids can go outside of something normal and invite knowingly invite their friends mm-hmm. to it because it's something they know their friends would like. And then you end up bringing Jesus into the middle of yep. all that. Yeah. That's what's so cool is, and they grow when it's, especially when you watch like God have his hand on it, like to watch people talk about it, get excited about mm-hmm. it. You hear the buzz about it and you know, the whole, the purpose beneath it's like, you're going to know Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You're going to hear about him and we're going to show you that. So I think it's really cool and encouraging to watch this generation who for so long we've just dismissed as a church be included in the things with the generation that's going before them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's cool to watch your kids grow up in that too and partner with you and with their friends and bring them along. So that's been really cool, really cool to watch. Yep. So, all right, well, Troy and Keely, thanks so much for being here with us today. We love you guys. We're thankful for all that you're doing. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. 
Thank you guys for joining us on today's episode with Troy and Keely Oswald. For more information and resources, please visit our Like Church Huntington app. You'll go to resources, finding the family, and all additional information will be under there. We look forward to seeing you next week.